Welcome to a new episode of The Wealth Principles. I am your host for today, Charles Danso. I want to wish you guys a happy new year. Welcome back to the to this podcast. For those tuning in from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure you like, subscribe, share today's episodes with your friends, family, co-workers, those around that you may be familiarizing yourself with in the future or currently right now. I want to thank you guys again for tuning in. I hope you guys had a great New Year, great holiday season. You guys are right back to work, energized, and excited for the New Year. So what are we going to discuss today? Today is something is more like a a final, nice introduction into a question that a lot of people have been kind of asking. What exactly is an NDA? A lot of people have been asking these questions. One of the more funny ones was... I was I was on the shade room actually recently listening to a lot of people and hearing a lot of people talking about Lori Harvey, who is Steve Harvey's daughter, who actually makes her boyfriends that she dates sign NDAs. And then the question a lot of people were asking, I noticed in the comments was, what is an NDA? Why is Lori Harvey making her boyfriend sign NDAs? Why are the Kardashians making their boyfriends or making people that are on their show keeping up with the Kardashians sign NDAs? Now, something before I actually get into what exactly NDA is, for those listening, NDAs are just not in terms of the individuals you date. NDAs actually are through businesses. A lot of businesses make their employees sign NDAs. Obviously, the Kardashians and Lori Harvey, even though they date celebrities and men outside of maybe what we know as the norm that is still business that they're doing so you have to also look at it like an nda is can be looked and can be actually signed excuse me in your personal life as well as your business life so today that's what i'm going to get into audience i'm going to get into exactly what is an nda how do businesses actually utilize ndas and what are some of the advantages and disadvantages of having an nda so let's actually get started right now, audience. I hope you guys have a pen and paper or you guys have your ears wide open and are excited to kind of learn a lot of information today through the wealth principles as mentioned. So let's get right into it. An NDA or non-disclosure agreement is a legally binding contract that establishes a confidential relationship. What does that exactly mean, audience? That means the party or parties signing the agreement agree that sensitive information that they may obtain will not be made available to others. An NDA may also be referred to as mentioned as a non or a confidentially agreement. So let's kind of transition and kind of break down exactly what that means. As referenced before, the NDA basically specifies that one party or multiple parties, which is one or more people, sign an agreement that agreed that sensitive information, now I'm going to get into what if that could be for sensitive information, that they may obtain will not be made available for others outside of those signing that contract. So that means whatever information that's being shared is between only those parties that are actually signed the contract. Nobody else outside of those individuals can be privy or aware to the information being currently shared within the the binding contract. Now, transitioning, as mentioned, NDAs are particularly used but not subjected to just in the workplace. But I'm going to transition as to NDAs being signed in the workplace. Some companies also require that new employees sign an NDA if the employee has access to sensitive information about the company. What does that mean? Let me give you an example, audience. 
All employees may be required to sign an agreement. For other employees, only select departments or types of employees are subject to an agreement when signing NDA. So let me give you an example of a company. Let's say company A has a software engineering sector within their business, which basically develops new products, services. Maybe it's a phone it's a phone company like an Apple, maybe a techno- technological company like an Apple or even like a Facebook, etc., where they, where they have sensitive information. Now, they may, the CEO or their actual executives may have their employees sign contracts that legally binds them to the company and not outside of the company. So that means that they, can, they only are aware or allowed to share that information within the company. They can't go outside to their friends, family, uh, ex-co-workers, even people they meet on the street and share the information of what they see or what they're privy to within the business. This is why a lot of companies make their employees sign NDAs when they're coming into the workforce, into their company. Not all companies do this, but more companies I see, especially in the tech side, do make their employees sign NDAs. But it's not just subjected to tech. Many companies in the financial world, the healthcare field, all various industries have employees usually sign NDAs. Now, transitioning for my entrepreneurs out there looking to get funding. Maybe you have a product or service that is exclusive to your business and you don't want to share with, let's say, parties outside of your company. But you are looking to raise capital. I believe every company it went in a startup phase has to raise money through their business. That is how your business is going to grow. That's how you're going to get more clients. That's how your brand is going to get bigger. That's how you're going to get more resources within your business or your service. Now, it's a little bit tougher to get investors to sign NDAs. And I'm going to get into that in a little bit as to why that is. NDAs may also be used before discussions between a company seeking funding and potential investors. In these cases, the NDA, an NDA is meant to prevent competitors from obtaining trade secrets or business plans. Now, what is trade secrets? Trade secrets could be, let's say, an algorithm that you draw up within your company. Maybe you have an app. Let's let's look at it like like Snapchat. Like Snapchat had the ability to share stories. Instagram can't come and take that algorithm that they drew up if an NDA is signed. Let's say uh, Instagram is trying to poach a software designer engineer from Snap to share that information with Instagram. Now that employee or employer can't do that because of the fact that NDA legally binds them from sharing that. That's trade secret or business plans. Now, business plans could be you have a spectacular idea for a business. You have a business in place. An NDA can't be shared. Let's say an investor is looking to to partner with your company. He can't go to a competitor and say, oh, well, company A, I know this has the same similar business plan or trade secrets as you do. That investor can't share that information outside of your company or your service. However, as mentioned, many investors are reluctant to sign an NDA for two various reasons, which I'm about to get into right now. NDAs are meant to prevent competitors, as I emphasized before, from obtaining trade secrets or business plans. However, many investors are reluctant to sign NDAs because this will potentially prevent them from sourcing future future details with different companies. If an investor was to sign an NDA, that investor is exclusive to just your company, your brand, your service. A lot of investors are unlikely to sign an NDA because one, 
you're in a startup phase and you're not really proven. So he's not, he or she's not going to pull all their money into just one person unless they truly, truly, truly believe in your vision, your idea. But that's usually the 1%. And let's be honest, audience, not all of us are going to be the 1%. It's only going to be literally 1% of us that's going to get to that level. So to kind of protect their assets their, and their potential losses, they're not going to sign an NDA because the NDA doesn't allow them to go to other people, which could potentially be your competitors. Let's say you have a web design service as a company, and then you're an investor sees somebody else that may be more successful than you in the same space. Now, if, the, if I was to make that investor sign an NDA for funding, he or she can't go to that competitor and potentially he could be losing money. He or she could be losing money because maybe that competitor is doing better right now than my, myself. So that's very important why a lot of investors tend to not sign NDAs as emphasized. In addition to this, the agreement may be very difficult to enforce or prove wrongdoing. Instead of being burdened by a legal contract, even after declining an investment opportunity, most investors simply just don't sign the agreement, as I kind of just touched upon that. So I don't really necessarily need to get into more details, as I just emphasized. Now, what kind of information does an NDA protect in the investment world transitioning, the mark, which is... Marketing strategies, sales plans, potential customers, and manufacturing process or proprietary software. This is what NDAs all can protect and kind of allow you to not have your valuable information, your resources shared outside of your company or your workspace. That's really important audience. So as kind of moving forward, once an NDA is breached though by one party, the other party may seek court action to prevent any further disclosures and may sue the offending party for monetary damages. Now, this is very key audience. If you do sign an NDA, whether it's in the workspace, whether maybe there's an NDA, maybe you have a partner that you want to sign an NDA to protect assets, maybe you guys have real estate properties embedded in your in your in this contract as you guys are married or dating, whatever the case is. If one party breaches the details of an NDA, that person is the, the other party is liable to sue and most likely will win and you will have to pay a hefty fine in court damages as a result. So to kind of alleviate that, I suggest before signing an NDA, whether it's in your workspace, whether it's in your personal lives, work that through with a lawyer, a professional lawyer, someone that deals with this type of work. Because the fact is sometimes the details of that agreement can be very, very hard to kind of break down or materialize in a way you can fully understand what you're liable to pay or, or pay out should you violate the NDA agreement. Now, this is something, like I mentioned, that is very important before signing. A lot of companies don't give you the fine print right there. You have to go through pages upon pages upon pages. And maybe you will get in a lot of money up front, so you're not really paying attention to what that contract kind of means when you sign that agreement. But it's important that you take time. Trust me, if they wanted to hire you, audience, they're going to hire you. Tell them you want to take time to review the contract. Go through that with a professional. If you are the professional yourself, good for you. But I will always get, get a second opinion from another lawyer who's, who, who deals with contract law to kind of understand and break down what exactly each piece of information means so you don't hurt yourself in the long run. That's very important. Now, moving forward, audience, 
There are two types of non-disclosure agreements that I want to highlight for you guys, which are mutual and non-mutual non-disclosure agreements. Now, in a mutual agreement, let's take a situation here to kind of break down what that means. Consider a situation where two business, let's say company A and company B, are discussing the possibility of partnering together. As part of strategic discussions, such company may disclose information about its operations to better inform the other side, that would be company A informing company B, of their capabilities. In such arrangements, both parties agree not to disclose information as each side often receives sensitive information. So let's say company A and company B are in a mutual partnership. Maybe company A has sensitive information that, you know, in order to get to company B, is going to make that person sign a mutual agreement. So both parties will agree that whatever information that company A is sharing with B or vice versa, that each one is in agreement that they won't share that with any other company besides their two companies. That's important to know, audience. Now, an alternative to that is a non-mutual agreement. Remember, I just covered a mutual agreement. Now I'm covering a non-mutual agreement. I'll take you I'll give you guys some time to understand what I just said. A mutual agreement is where company A and as an example and company B agree not to disclose any sensitive information outside of what is in the contract between these two companies. Now, the alternative to that is a non-mutual agreement. This type of agreement usually applies to new employees if they have access to sensitive information about the company. What does that mean? Example, let's say there's coding information on how Instagram algorithm is built. In such cases, the employee is the only party signing this agreement that is prevented from sharing confidential information. This type of agreement is also referred to as a unilateral NDA, only where one party is bound to confidentially confidentiality, excuse me, as they are the only party receiving sensitive information. Now, like I mentioned, that means Instagram doesn't sign this NDA. Only the employee working for Instagram that is seeing this sensitive information being shared with him or her has to sign this NDA. Now, if you are that employee and you were to go tell, let's say you left the company two years later and you were to share that with, let's say, Another, like let's say TikTok, for example, what Instagram's algorithm is, you will be sued and you will lose in court from Instagram because you had signed that contract. And remember, or agreement, excuse me. Now remember, just because you leave the company doesn't necessarily mean that the NDA is broken. You still are liable to not share that information even after the fact of leaving that company. So even if you left Instagram and say you went to go work for TikTok or AT&T or give me an example like that, you still can't share that sensitive information, that algorithm you saw, how Instagram writes their story or does their updates to their competitors. Reason being is because that's the way they protect their information so they don't have another company copying what they're doing. This is important. So once you sign that dotted line, however long you're bound to that contract, and I'm going to get into how long NDAs can last in a little bit, you cannot share that information even if you're no longer part of that company. Now, I gave you guys 
what an NDA is. There is an alternative to an NDA which or non-disclosure agreement, which is the disclosure agreement. Now, in a disclosure agreement, this means individuals are asked to sign the opposite of a non-disclosure agreement, referred to as, as a disclosure agreement, as I just highlighted. An example of this is when a doctor may require a patient to sign an agreement that the patient's medical details may be shared with an issuer. This provides one party with the authority to share personal information and prevent them from being sued for doing so. So doctors usually do this in the medical space where let's say the person has maybe he has cancer. He or she has cancer. God forbid. But that person has cancer, but is still looking to maybe work. Maybe the cancer is treatable and maybe whatever work workspace that person is working into the person is the company may ask, okay, do you have any health related issues? Maybe that person does. Maybe let's take a lesser sick, a crazy sickness. Maybe he has a leg issue or something, or he or she has a leg issue. Let me do that. So that person could still work, but maybe he or she has limitations. But the reason being is he doesn't, he or she doesn't want to get in trouble. So he'll say, okay, you know what? I have to disclose this to this company before they hire me. So he or she goes to the doctor and says, okay. I have this leg problem or I have this cancerous issue and I want to share this information with the company because they're asking me to. Now the doctor that the doctor treating this patient or his or her doctor is going to say, "Okay, you have to sign this agreement giving me the okay to give this give you this information to share with your employer or your potential employer." This is what is known as a disclosure agreement. This is an alternative to a, a non-disclosure where in the disclosure agreement, you can share information outside of the parties that signed the contract. And in the NDA, you cannot share that information outside of the parties signed that contract. Disclosure agreement, you can share. Non-disclosure, you cannot share outside of the agreement. Important. Now that I provided what a non-disclosure agreement is, as well as a disclosure agreement as, as, as an alternative Let's break down the different kinds of agreements provided in the agreement, or excuse me, the different kinds of arrangements that's made inside the agreement. I want to break down for you, audience, the requirements of an NDA or how the agreement is actually constructed. Let's get into it. An NDA may be customized for any situation, but in general, there are usually six major elements that are considered essential in any non-disclosure or NDA contract or agreement. That's important. Number one, get a pen and paper. I'm going to give you guys some time. Number one is participants to the agreement. Every non-disclosure agreement must specifically designate who every party involved entails. What does that mean? So, for the individual receiving the sensitive information, this may be the specific individual person. All employees of another specific company or representatives of that company. That just means that in the agreement, you have to name yourself as the person that's signing this contract. If it's between you and your employer, whoever that employer may be, that person that's representative of the actual company has to sign the on the dotted line with you. Or if, let's say, like I mentioned before, there's an alternative to that in a, in a non-mutual agreement where only one side. So let's, like I'll go back to Instagram, like I said. Maybe you're privy to an algorithm that they're drawing up. 
Instagram will make you exclusively sign that. So let's say you were to quit the company in a year or two, you still are liable to not share that information with any other outside parties besides Instagram, where you previously worked or currently work, so to speak. That's important. Number two, the definition of confidential information. This is very important, audience. NDAs must state which information is confidential. A company cannot simply assume that proprietary information will be understood by all. And it is the company's responsibility to identify which information must, must not be shared. The difficulty of defining confidential information is the process of not disclosing such information within the NDA itself. For this reason, oftentimes comf- companies may often assign confidentiality to a large group. An example, let's say, bring a company's research and development department as being confidential. And R&D department is like example. Let me give you Apple. Apple research and development may be the responsible for what are the new products of Apple coming out? How can we reinvest this money that we're making from the iPhone to build the Apple car? So they may be the ones actually sometimes that has to sign an NDA. So let's say somebody that's building the Apple car doesn't go to Google or doesn't go to Tesla and share that information. Because remember, NDAs in, com- in businesses are meant to so that you don't go to competitors and share information outside of the company that you're currently working under. Should you leave or should some unfortunate circumstance happens where let's say you're getting poached to go somewhere else this is why i mentioned a lot of tech companies do that why because their employees usually jump ship quickly within a one to two year span so usually tech companies will make you sign ndas so you're not sharing that personal information with their competitors amazon is beefing with apple apple's beefing with meta this all microsoft is beefing with google yeah they, they might give you kumbaya to the public But trust me, each person is watching each other. Apple watches Samsung and vice versa. That's a debate for another day. (laughs) But again, this actually happens. This is why a lot of companies, especially in that world, make you sign NDAs. Now, number three, transition. Exclusions of confidentiality. In some cases, it may be easiest to define what is not confidential. In these type of agreements, a company states that all information shared with an external party is to be confidential except specific items determined by that that company that's self-explanatory i don't think i need to get into further detail from there now moving to number four number four number four number four audience this is important appropriate uses of information this is where i said highly suggest audience that you get a legal representation that is a contract lawyer to look over this piece breaking this down Sometimes a company may state that no information is confidential. However, it may simply just limit how the external, this is the outside party, may use that information that has been given to them. An example of this is a company that may be fine disclosing operating processes to another party. However, that party cannot use that information to share with a competitor or replicate it for a personal financial benefit. So let's say that you went to you left Google to go to Microsoft. You sign an NDA where let's say Google says, "You know what? You can share this operating 
information with Microsoft, the, that employee that you're sharing that information with. However, that employee can't run to the heads of Microsoft and say, oh, this is what I was told by this person, one of my friends that came from Google, and this is what Google's doing, ABC, etc., etc., etc. Yes, these companies tend to do this. Why do they do this sometimes? So, because there's a way they, they feel like they're not constraining you to force you to kind of sign this NDA. So they kind of play with your mind. This is a psychological game also, remember. Because a lot of times people don't want to sign information that makes them feel tied down. This is why a lot of people are reluctant to sign prenups. Because they're like, okay, I don't want to give up ABC. So some companies may switch the word in, in the NDA. Where it's like, okay, you can share that information with an outside party. Just not the competitor if that person is there. So remember, Google won't share information with Microsoft directly. Doesn't mean you can't share that with your friend who might work there, etc., etc. This is why I said it's important to read the contract or get somebody, if you don't understand certain language or verbiage, that you get a professional to help you assist. Trust me, even if you have to pay a couple hundred bucks... It's easier to save that money as opposed to getting sued where you're going to have to pay thousands or even sometimes millions depending on what you're sharing. Very important. Number five, the time period. How long is the sensitive information will be used for? I highlighted this a little bit earlier. Now I'm going to break this down. An example of this is with the Apple iPhone. Many components of the operating service were unknown and the technology was widely unknown by the market. Today, much of that information is replicated by other companies or adapted into newer technologies. For this reason, what was once sensitive information may have lost its luster, and companies often define when the information is no longer confidential. Now, Apple said, you know what? Everybody's pretty much has this technology that we kind of first replicated for the iPhone. You know what? Fuck it. We'll let you guys share this information because we already have something better coming in the woodwork. Now, NDAs tend to do this, especially with companies like I mentioned in the tech force or in the tech world, where they'll maybe make sensitive information, maybe say for two to three years. Then they'll say, okay, you know what? After that, Sure, you can share that you can share that information with Samsung or whoever, AT&T, whoever whatever company is out there. That doesn't necessarily mean they're doing that out of the goodness of their heart. That just means that at that point they probably already have something ready in, in place that's bigger and better than the, than the information they're allowing you to share. This is why usually NDAs tend to go from anywhere from 3 to 5 years, sometimes longer. But after that, by the time they say, okay, you're allowed to share that information, they've already moved on from there. This, so it really depends on how long the company or the other party wants the NDA to go on for. This can be even with the jokingly with the Kardashians. A lot of times when the men leave, they, they may still be under the contract or may not be. Um, if you heard Lamar Odom state that, oh, he had to sign an NDA at one point and the NDA ended. That means because they moved on. Uh, now you have Tristan Thompson replacing uh, whatever Lamar Odom. So maybe certain things that they see uh, in the household where they're shooting, etc. They they now uh, Lamar can share that information because he's no longer there. But Tristan can't. So this this is just this can happen in any form of business. This can happen at Apple. This can happen in the Kardashians' house. It doesn't matter. That's the the that information just really depends on how the contract or agreement is drawn up. Now number six. Other miscellaneous provisions. 
As I mentioned earlier, NDAs may be customized to serve any need. I just highlighted that. Different industries may have different requirements, and government agencies in particular may have more stringent requirements on keeping sensitive information private. I think that goes without saying. In this area, an NDA may also detail applicable state laws or laws that apply to the agreement and, and which party pays attorney fees in the case of a dispute. This may also define the course of action in the agreeing party should fail to comply with the terms. Self-explanatory, like I said, I don't think I need to jump further than where I did with that. So now I want to transition. So we've just discussed the elements of an NDA. Now let's discuss the specific information that is protected with an NDA. What kind of information do companies or parties involved in an NDA? What can that actually protect? This is what I want to highlight right now. So transitioning audience. Customer information is number one. This includes major customers, major customer information, and customer preferences. This may include direct communications with customers. Financial information can also be protected. This includes specific financial information related to any customer or financial information not required to be publicly disclosed. This can be cost counting information as opposed to financial accounting information. Cost counting information refers to, this is basically how much is being divvied out within the company for whatever product or service is being out there. You don't, that is true. You do not have to disclose that outside of the two parties that sign an NDA. However, financial information has to. So what Bernie Madoff was doing of not disclosing his financials, how much he was making. No, you can get in trouble for that. But how much you're charging for, let's say, hair if you're doing wigs. You don't have to disclose that information if you work for whatever company that is. That means that how much you're paying to actually get these wigs shipped for or India or wherever or China, wherever you're getting it from. Uh, whatever you're getting your t-shirts from if you're in a t-shirt business. You don't have to disclose that information once the NDA is signed. However, how much you make and during the year or end of the year, you do have to disclose that. It doesn't matter. NDA does not protect that because that is by law. Important to understand audience. Intellectual property, my favorite audience. That is patents, copyrights, trade secrets, technologies, and anything a company uses for a competitive advantage. An NDA will protect. Marketing information as, as well, which includes processes, billing process, policies, pricing strategies, and advertising techniques. And NDA will protect. Now, I've given you guys the blueprint. I've given you guys the elements of an NDA. I've given you guys a mutual agreement, non-mutual, which is the two types of non-disclosures. I've given you what a disclosure agreement is. I've given you... What and why investors don't really like to sign NDAs? Why? What? What type of? What is exactly is an NBA? NDA. I said NBA. Excuse me. NDA and the participants of an NDA. How is defined? The exclusions, the appropriate information, and the time period. I've given you all of these. Now I want to tie it together. So, what are the benefits and the disadvantages of an NDA? This is something I just want to share with you guys to tie together, like I said. Doesn't mean that all this is correct, but certain things I wanted to highlight for you guys to kind of, let's say you have a business and you want to have your customers or employees sign NDAs. This is going to be important. 
So some of the pros of this is, like I mentioned, your information is kept private. There is clarity on what information you can use and you can't use or share. There's, there's a low cost to create. An NDA isn't that expensive. You can literally Google. You can go to any legal Zoom. You can go to any of these uh, legal websites to download an NDA. It won't cost you that much to kind of print it out and have your customers or employees sign these. And it also outlines the consequences. This is why I said it's important to have a legal representation, really read your agreement. So you know exactly what information you can share or use and what you can and cannot. Because if you do violate an NDA, you will go to court and you will have to pay a lot of money. And it's going to take some time for you to come up with that money. Because trust me, lawyers love people that violate NDAs. Because it's going to be hard to dispute it. Unless you have the dream team, which is your reviving Johnny Cochran and them to come back. You're going to have a hard time winning that case if you break the contract as that party member. Now, there are also cons to this. Some of the cons or disadvantages is it can create an atmosphere of mistrust. I remember I highlighted that. I always look at NDAs as like a prenup. A lot of times people are reluctant to sign because of what they're giving up, what they can't share, what example, ABC. So like I said, if you are going to come up with an NDA, it's important that you have that kind of relationship built with that person or lack thereof where you don't care how that person feels because not everybody's going to be reluctant to sign an NDA a lot of times. A lot of times they actually look at it as a negative because they're like, oh, you don't trust me that I can't share this information. But I leave that up to you as the party that's agreeing to sign or sign it and kind of kind of relate in a way where you're just staying it to say, hey, this is just to better protect the overall brand or business if that's what you're doing. Or the relationship, if you're doing an NDA between two parties, that's a way to protect yourself for whatever reason you want to protect it. But you just have to relate in a way you're not hurting that person's feelings. It's just for the overall benefit of each other, so to speak. Now, there's also a risk of deterring top-tier talent from joining the firm. It kind of plays off of the first, the mistrust, as I just highlighted. A lot of people, especially those that know their worth, it's going to be hard to get them to sign NDAs because they're like, you know what? I'm not going to share this information. You don't trust me, et cetera, et cetera. And like I said, it can sour relationships with current employees. But I just highlighted, like I said, it's really up to you guys how you guys want to relate. Like I said, you guys, I believe for those that are listening, you guys are smart enough to understand how to kind of frame it in a way you're not breaking that trust. You're not breaking whatever, the camaraderie that you build with that person. This is what an NDA is. Now, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Like I said, like, subscribe, share today's episode. This is The Wealth Principles. We are available on Spotify, The Wealth Principles, spelled as is. Again, as well as Apple Podcasts. We will eventually transition to YouTube in the weeks ahead. Check us out next week as we drop our episode discussing the Bernie Madoff uh, stuff on, on Netflix and explaining what exactly a Ponzi scheme is, how to better protect yourself from it. Now, a Ponzi scheme can also be between you and your friends, etc. A lot of times people are on Ponzi schemes and they don't even see it or know it. I'm going to explain what it is, the history of it, and how to better protect yourself from not getting into one. That's next week's episode. This is this week's episode, Non-Disclosure Agreements. Check us out again on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for audio. As well as our Instagram, we are The Wealth Principles. Check us out. Like, subscribe. 
uh, add us. Add us on Instagram as well. Eventually, we will be coming to Twitter. We're giving you live updates of comments. Uh, you know, share what you guys think of this episode. What what can what can we improve on here at the Wealth Principles? What do you like about this episode? Share with your friends, family, etc. See you guys on the next episode. Stay safe. Again, happy New Year, and have a great weekend. Peace. <laughs>